Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Down Roll. That's right, we're still making these. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and maybe you're watching them. So today, we are going to talk about what role-playing system should I play? Which is, is the right one for me? Yeah, exactly. It's an important question. Yeah, it's the matching game today here on The Down Roll. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very much so. So how how do I, as a consumer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. know what games I should even consider playing? Where should I start, Will DM? Well, first of all, I think it's safe to say, majority of people out there, not all, there's, very, there's plenty of stories of people that don't, they get their first taste of role-playing by playing Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah. It's the, it's the number one thing <laughs> out there. So that's what they know. That's what they go with. And, you know, they feel, hey... You know, this is for me. Now, there's people that start playing role-playing games, and they're like, eh, you know, it's okay. Who the it's, fuck would say you know, that? Well, somebody who's into something that's different than what? Dungeons & Dragons. This is true. So uh, I don't you know. know if I'm okay with different, but let's talk about <laughs> what else could be out there. So there is a ton of different things, but that's the important part. It's like, say you start playing Dungeons and Dragons and you're enjoying the role playing, you're enjoying the aspect of it, but you know, swinging swords at, at kobolds and goblins, it doesn't really excite you really that much. So what, what should you do? You know, and th- this is an industry where there's literally a game for everybody. I mean, to keep in mind that they've been making, uh, role-playing games i think the second role-playing game came out in 76 it was really close on the heels after uh dnd so let's and- say i want to play a game where i could be a bear detective who walks around in underpants and a uh, a tweed jacket like that's the kind of game I want to play. Is there something for me? Because that doesn't sound like Dungeons and Dragons. It well, for one, it sure as hell doesn't sound like Dungeons and Dragons at all. You've got that correct. But yes, actually, there is. And I, I think the first thing anybody who's looking to play a, you know, expand out, play different games. Mm-hmm. You know, the first thing you maybe have to I ask, went too far with that example. No, that's a good example because the first thing that comes to mind for me is uh, Palladium Books had a series of books based off the Ninja Turtles. And part of it uh, was anamorphic. Uh, they had all kinds of rules for playing anamorphic uh, characters. Tons. Hmm. So, so there you go. There you go. There's one. One. And there's there's others. That's not the only one. Like a lot of people start gaming. You game with your friends, mm-hmm. which is awesome. In-person role-playing, there's nothing better. But nowadays, if you have a niche type of desire like a bear that wears tweed suits and, it and that's is, your it thing is, it is a desire then you can go and there is a number of virtual tabletop settings nowadays where you can go and you can find the type of people you want so don't feel that you have to be stereotyped into just what your group's playing and that's and a they, good point because with the technology nowadays mm-hmm. instead of just having you know, you hoping that you have other friends that will also like Dungeons and Dragons or whatever role playing game you're going to play. Right now, over the internet, you can play with your mortal enemy, like I do. That's true. <laughs> I think he's talking about me. I'm talking about you. <laughs> you like 
uh, we'll just say, for example, we'll go away from the bear. I'm sorry, but say like you're a you're a big anime head. I mean, it's it, you're a manga and you're an anime head, and you just dig all up on that. That's that's your groove. Well, guess what? There's role playing games specifically designed out there for that. Uh, the first one that comes to mind for me, and uh, I'm pretty sure it's still. I'm going to show my age if if anybody who watches this knows what I'm we talking about. We can already about. tell you're old. I know that's true. It's called uh, Big Eye Small Mouth. Uh, was and it was a role playing game that was designed specifically to. Yep, you heard it right. Big that's eyes. even kinkier than my bear shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's designed specifically to bring the flavor of anime into a role-playing game and that's what you do you the first thing you're going to do is go and find what your interests are outside of role-playing what kind of books do you read what kind of shows do you watch on tv are you a big like uh cop drama is that like your your, your jam yeah, what's that like one show that, stories yeah what's that one show that's been on forever and they got the jun jun uh, law and order law and that's order. it yeah like if law and order is your 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 bag you love it guess what there's least role-playing games out there too what about uh, science fiction again science fiction is probably the easiest one to 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 find different types of role-playing games i mean if you're a big hard fiction i mean hard science this is turning into of, a weird episode yeah. you know, i'm getting uncomfortable we should have a disclaimer before this <laughs> it's turning into a weird one for you it seems when i say certain catchwords, adam gets excited <laughs> I, I heard I heard role playing before we went live, and I and I took a weird turn. That's right, that's right. But uh, there, there's Traveler, and Traveler's been around forever. And Traveler's like one of the earliest games. I mean, there's been a, a number what of about like Rifts. I've heard of Rifts. Rifts. Rifts is the now here we're going back to Palladium, and Palladium they're not as big as they used to be. It's like a studio, uh, like a. It's, it's a manufacturer. It's like Wizards of the Coast. Uh, Palladium. Palladium books. If you'd like to be a sponsor. Right. Um, they were sure. really big in the 90s, really big. And that's who originally came up with Rifts. And Rifts was the catch all system is basically there's all these different dimension portholes that go to all these different areas and worlds that do anything you want. There was two really big uh, producers of games that produced like tons of all kinds of shit. GURPS and Palladium. What is GURPS? I've heard the word GURPS, but it sounds... It stands for something. It's uh, generic universal role playing system. That's and that great. was the best they could come up with. Hey, man, you got to go talk to Steve Jackson about that. I, 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 they didn't bring me in on that meeting. I, I would have probably voted against it. <laughs> but it's like, so what should we call our new role playing system? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the best. No one else has an idea. You know exactly what it was. It was the one guy in the corner. Well, thanks how it's uh, generic and the uh, universal system. Why don't we just call it the generic uh, universal role playing system? And someone should have said, stood up at the, that conference table and said, shut up, nerd. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. no one they, did because they were all They might have. They don't were know. all nerds. That, that, that's they what they were nerds. coming yeah. up with a system to begin with. Exactly. But that's the thing. wrong with that. When, when you're looking for something, and this is why I say uh, the, the whole topic was brought up to begin with, is it's important to find what you like and then role play that. Don't think that you have to just play. And, and the reason this is even a, a topic right now is because D&D &D has blown up 
and D&D retro clones and the, the fantasy genre as a whole has been what's blown up. And granted, there's a, a lot of revival in a lot of different uh, areas, but the whole uh, idea of role playing now seems to it's just wrapped up with D and D and all these when, new when players. Most people think of role playing unless they're like me and they think of dressing up in leather, right? They usually think of fantasy role playing games. They do because it's synonymous with it, right? Because D and D, even in its days when it wasn't as popular, is was always the most popular. Correct. And got the most headlines. Well, they have that whole saying: "The world's most uh, was it uh, the world's most popular role playing game." That's their tagline now, right. and it's true. It's Dungeons and Dragons because they're they're their founder. But there is, don't ever think that there's not a role playing game out there for whatever interest you might have, because believe me, somebody's made it. It's so, totally true. Now, beyond just different genres. Mm-hmm. Another thing that either attracts people or deters people from playing a game like Dungeons and Dragons is often the rules. So I have a friend, mm-hmm. and uh, we were talking about uh, Dungeons and Dragons, and she had said, "Well, I've always wanted to play that, but I'm afraid of the math." Yes. So what happens if you do legitimately have a fear of math? Well, and see, this is another thing. When you're going into di- different types of rules, there's different types of, uh, say, uh, here's another thing. Like, if you look at Dungeons & Dragons and you're like, oh, man, I don't like all those rules. What you need is, there's a term, it's called rules-like. And there are tons of games, and it is a very big thing in the industry now. Fifth edition Dungeons & Dragons, we'll even go back and use them as an example. Fifth editions is a streamlined version of earlier editions. Oh, yeah. Cherry-picked of the good rules, then brought in, and then they've taken these different types of rules. The advantage and disadvantage system that is in fifth edition now, where you roll two dice and -hmm. take the better, or roll two dice and take the worst, replaces all... All these years previously of, well, I get two here, I get a plus three there. So, and then you're adding all. Shut up, nerd. Yeah, you're 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 crunching numbers, and that's the other term that's really uh, prolific. It's called how crunchy. Right, and I've heard this before, and Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that the person who came up with the term crunchy is also the one who came up with the term GURPS. Probably. Well, it's crunching numbers. That's what it comes from. I get it. Uh, yeah, well, it's just, but, uh, so a good, a, a if really, someone says to me, hey, do you love crunchy role playing? I'm going to back away slowly. <laughs> or, yeah, well, it depends. It <laughs> could be me asking you. Then, it'd be Th- totally then I would afraid. run. Then I would just, <laughs> I wouldn't so, even look back. That's one thing that you need to take into consideration when you're considering your game as well. It's like, how much rules do you want? Some people are really big on the rules, really tight on the rules. They want rules that they don't want to let anything up to chance. They're like, look, it says in the book here, this is what you do. Those are the crunchy games, and that's a game like Pathfinder. Pathfinder has, they've got all the rules you could ever want for whatever situation. And there's some people that really dig on that. They like the, to, the the taking of the rules and seeing how they can make it work for their character, and they're really big into it. And there's some people that just hate rules. Right. Those are like, yours, I wanna, man, not mine. I, 
I, I want as few rules as possible. And what you want to go for then is you want rules light. You want something that incorporates as little, like you were saying, math, and has a streamlined rule set where a lot of what ends up happening is left up to interpretation. There was actually a game. Uh, it was the Amber Diceless Game. It was about the uh, the Roger Roger Zelazny's uh, uh, series of books, uh, Amber. Uh, first one is Prince uh, Prince and Amber. Oh sure. There's some people who are going to watch this, going to go, awesome book, and shame on you for not having read it. Yeah, but, love it. One of my favorites. And that one, and it was a diceless role playing game, and then it was a role playing game designed for that was like the epitome of just, let's have as less crunch as possible. It's just, I, it's like the, the diceless role playing game is you know, um, the old Upright Citizens Brigade. Uh, uh, in um, skit, what are you? I'm a hornless unicorn. Like, well, no, you're just a horse. If horse. you don't have the horn, no, I'm a hornless <laughs> unicorn. <laughs> so See, a diceless RPG. You is, can't even wrap your head around that. It's like a rules. yeah. It's like a, it's 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 a something else altogether. A hornless yeah, unicorn. Yeah, and there were some rules. There was a Prince Valiant role playing game also that came out in the '90s, and they used the D two could you imagine a, now that, that a physical, coin it was a coin that's how you did that's how you how played they the get game. away calling it a d2 because there's two sides right but just you don't even need it you flip a coin well yeah they say that in the book too i don't even have a coin now it's called technically now it's called a d2 because online you can do with those uh virtual tabletops you go uh slash roll one d2 shut up nerd <laughs> <laughs> So now, what are the benefits of a crunchy system and a light rules system? Okay, well, the benefits of of a crunchy system is that if you're playing with people or you are a type of person that is not good with off the cuff and uh, just, you you know, making it up. You can't think for yourself is what you're trying to say. Well, that's a rude way of saying it, but sure, you could do that. But if if you need concrete things, there's people out there right. that, you know, they have to have it in the book. They have to have a rule and uh, they want somebody to lay it out for them. Mm-hmm. You know, these are people who are really analytical, mostly. Sure. And, and so, it so they're makes, looking more at the strategy part of the game. Yeah. And it, it just makes more sense to them. You know what I mean? And then you have the 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 freewheeling hippie types like yourself. The Lucy Goosey. Who, who don't want to be restrained yeah. by rules, man. <laughs> you know? Just do what you want. Yeah, you 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 want the freedom to interpret it to 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 go this way. People who are into crunchy mostly, not all, and I'm not gonna go off on a complete uh, 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 say that everybody like is like this or like that, but those are the type of people that um they're the like to show me, show me how it happened. I, I, I need the, to, to see the point A to point B to point C. Whereas the people who, who gravitate more towards the, the rules light, uh, they're like, if, if, the, if the game master says, okay, and then this happens, they're not, well, how did it happen? They're more like, okay, and now what? You know, mm-hmm. and so, you know, it, it, and coming to know how you prefer your role playing is going to gravitate you towards what system you like more. And I think that's an important piece of it. Cause I, I don't think that, um, 
one necessarily dictates the other. So you can you can have a crunchy system and still be big into role playing, and you can have a totally. rules light system and still be into role playing. Totally, totally. It's just how you want your rules packaged for your story. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can get role playing out of anything. So I mean, that's you don't spirit. technically you don't need books at all to role play. I mean, that's the key. Well, you just blew my mind. One of the things this is this is an actual quote, and I, I, I I'm going to mess it up to an extent. It's either uh, Tim Cask was saying. Now Tim Cask was the first employee of T, uh, TSR. He was the guy who became the editor of uh, uh, Dragon Magazine and so forth and so on. Um, and Gary Gygax. One day we're going to do a show just about how do you know this shit? It's called reading. There's these things called books. <laughs> All right. I've already lost interest. There you go. And, and I'm pretty sure it's between the two of them. But in the story, it's, you know, we're really going to, uh, or I think it's, let's just hope that they never figure out that they don't need our rules to role play. You know, tongue in cheek in, in right. regards to their own product, which is totally true. The rules are there for the mechanics of it. Mm-hmm. The role play you can do in uh, a bedroom. Right. <laughs> With your bear and your leather suit. So now, where would you say that Dungeons & Dragons 5e, since it's so popular right now, where does that fall along the spectrum of crunchy to light? 5e, in my opinion. And why not call it crunchy or smooth like you would a peanut butter? You would. You think, right? But, That's, you know. Mm-hmm, fucking gerps. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Well, you where would you find Five E along that spectrum? And Steve, Steve, if you ever, Mister Jackson, if you ever see this, I apologize for Adam. <laughs> um, I'm sure he's my, a regular fan. Oh yeah. In, in my opinion, Five uh, E pretty much falls in the middle because you have to understand earlier uh, incarnations of, of Dungeons and Dragons were very crunchy games. Mm-hmm. Even Fourth Edition, the, the edition. That just nobody played. Yeah, for the most part. And um, so even even though they lightened it up, by lightening it up, it's still not a rules-light game. Like, a lot of rules-light games have, like, you, okay, I'm going to attack you, and there's one roll, and then that's it. And the one roll decides if you hit, and then you automatically determine how much damage, and, and all that happens off of one roll in a lot of different games. Hmm. So, um, for those of you who have a dice mid- fetish, you probably don't want that system. You probably want a very crunchy system. Yeah, because you got to roll all sorts of things. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Roll it out. Roll up. All right. So, our and I don't even know what this means, but let's talk about first what this means. What is a retro clone? Retro clones. Okay, now we're talking about this is the Renaissance as well as the, I, I don't even know what you want to call the damn explosion of role-playing in Dungeons & Dragons right now. It's, it's, it's now in a phenomenon. But at the same time, we have a Renaissance of there's people who are going back to all these old games. Because like I said, first D&D, 1974. Pretty sure it's Tunnels and Trolls that's coming out in like 76. I could be wrong. And right around in 76, then you also got like Traveler, Drop-In, and all this. So you've got, what, 40-some-odd years of role-playing games that have been produced. Okay, Mm. There's a shit ton of games out there. So what people are doing is they're going back to these old games that they loved 
and 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 played in the past and they're taking them and they're modernizing them and what they're doing is a lot of what they do in the modernizing is they streamline them or they change the crunchiness and they 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 kind of work out some of the stuff that didn't really make so much so much sense a real good example who is doing this just people tons of companies like are these available for purchase are they on you have the black hack you have the white hack you have blue home you have um god what was the uh... the red rose you have the purple rose of cairo (laughs) you have um uh the chartreuse uh, well swords and wizardry you have uh castles and crusaders uh you have adventure uh amazing adventures i mean there is a ton and what they're doing is they're going back into all these games that are out there, okay, have been out there for a long time. They're taking those rule sets and they're reworking them and they're streamlining and they're making them, uh, I wouldn't want to say better, but they're making them, because more in line, modern role-playing games are, as a rule generally, not crunchy. Mm-hmm. Older the game is, the more crunchy it is. Not all, but as a general rule of thumb. So a they're decrunching e- a lot of old systems. Correct. And they're keeping all the stuff that was really cool about it, especially the feel. Like, here's a really good example. A lot of the ones that are gone through and have, have uh, they're making retro clones of the old D&D. Okay. Old D&D used to have, when you're talking the, uh, uh, the BX and those type of editions, which is... BX is basic and expert. You starting to follow me? That's you have, you now, yeah. It's called B, BXE, whatever. I can't think of it. I have to look at it. Um, in those older editions, so these are the, the, the subsequent editions that come along from original D&D. So we're not talking advanced. They're talking about the editions of the original game, which then become basic D&D, expert D&D, champion, and uh, Eternals or whatever. And so those ones there, when it first came out, your level caps were like eight, nine, and then it went up to like 12. And so, and those games, something else too, it's like those games were really deadly games for characters so what they're doing is they're taking those rules they're modernizing them to an extent and they're keeping the flavor of them now there's even more games available and out there if you like horror there's call of cthulhu there's a ton of other um uh, there's one called black ship or uh mothership which is based off of the black hack which is based off of basic D, and it's all about horror in space i mean Whatever your your kick is, man, it's out there. There was a what if you uh, like love stories? I'm I will give I like, will put I can't name one off the top of my head, but I will put hard money down that there is a romance role play game. Fantasy um not fantasy, um uh family <laughs> sitcoms. Now you might be stretching it, but there's there's something out there that let's put it this way. There's something for there was a game called Tune. Are you familiar with Tune? No. And Tune was allowed you to play essentially the Warner Brothers cartoons. Okay. Superheroes they've had. I, I, they There's had, tons it was a of DC game. There was a Marvel game. Yes. Yes. And that's another one of the earlier incarnations. I think the first superhero role-playing game comes out in 77. And it, it's, uh, it piggybacks off of uh, original D&D. It uses their, their rules and then they just... 
expand on. So now are these retro clones even worth looking into? Yes, 100% they're worth looking into. Uh, especially if you're somebody, one, who is uh, an older gamer, uh, and you're consider yourself like a grognard, maybe grognard second generation Talk or something like that. Talk about what the fuck a grognard is. Okay, a grognard You say is... it all the time. Uh, yes, I do. Okay, what a grognard is, a grognard is the terminology that is used to define somebody who is old school role player. I've been in the role playing industry for a long time. It comes from Napoleon and Napoleon's army. The nickname of the old guard that was his elite troops, they were called grognards. And this even goes back further and it shows the uh, military uh, wargaming uh, roots of role playing games. And so because they take that term from even there to describe old school role players, they're grognards. But you will like um, a lot of these retro clones because it's familiar. It's it's territory you've been if you're and old. it's well, if you're old, yes. Like what about uh, for like newer players now, and younger players? Is now newer players, whereas the older guys are gonna like it because they're familiar with the games and it's got a revamped rule system that right. they're it makes more, it easier to play because the older yeah, guys, your memory goes and you don't know how to play all these crunchy well, rules. And to be honest, to be honest. Newer games with that much experience of you know of over the forty years of role playing, uh, they're bound to improve. They they have improved. Okay, now if you're a newer player and you're into again, this goes back to what everybody is just familiar with. If if you find the high fantasy because that is what standard D and D is, it's right. high fantasy. If you find that just not quite your cup of tea it's just you don't really care for it so much you want something more like the conan books that you read or the comics that you some along these lines you go going into these retro clones and going back into well, the i would say for the younger folks like a game of thrones type game. that's a great example right because i'm example. trying to keep it to the skew to the younger audience right and well i'm a god nerd and so you know uh you know yeah that's a really good example if mm. Those retro clones are really good for that. A great, and here's a great example. If you want to play a game that's sort of like Game of Thrones, you go and you pick up a, a role playing game like low fantasy, uh, uh, low fantasy game. Hmm. That's a great one that you can. I'll tell you what, on. not so creative in the title, but very descriptive. Oh, the, but the rules are fantastic, and it, 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 it that is a really good example of taking the old school feel and the rule system. This isn't even a retro clone, really, because it's not based on the bones of an of a earlier edition. I mean, sort of D&D it is, but it's pretty much new type of way of looking at making rules, and that's a great way you can do it. You can have something where, you know, combat's a little more deadly things are a little more serious if that's more your vibe man then a lot of these retro clones are along those lines and you'll dig on them. so we've determined that unless you want to play seinfeld the rpg there's pretty much anything else out there for you yes uh now where do i Find, find groups. Seinfeld. Right. Well, I know where to find Seinfeld. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I've got the DVD box set. I know you do. <laughs> um, <clears throat> how do you find groups for these games? Like, how do, like I want to play something new. 
I want to okay. stop playing D&D with you, Will, is what I'm saying. And I want to play I something it. different and something new. Okay, number one thing. Or I just want to find a different group to play D&D with. I've said this a lot recently. And I think the number one thing that doesn't get enough credit for the boom in popularity of tabletop role-playing is the virtual tabletop. Everybody, the mm-hmm. first thing anybody ever says, critical role, which that's valid to an extent. But the number one thing that made it the, the powerhouse it is, in my opinion, now is the availability for you to find a group and start role-playing. Mm-hmm. You can go on to things like Fantasy Grounds, uh, Roll20. Um, there's a couple other ones. I, their names escape me at the moment. But the, Fantasy Grounds and Roll20 are the two big ones. Fa- uh, Roll20 is free. Yeah, you don't have to pay for it. You go on there. You can go into looking for groups, look for people that are that are that have games. You apply. Now, like anything in life, you got to kiss some frogs before you can find the prince. It might be hard to find role, the right. There's a frog kissing role playing game. I bet you that. Actually, there is. <laughs> I'm not surprised. But there's a fairy tale uh, role playing game. But uh, um, so uh, you can go and you can go into these virtual places. And there's places that advertise on you want to just play because you don't need anything fancy like a Roll20 or a Fantasy Grounds. A lot of people just do it in Google Hangouts and stuff. And you can sure. go on to Facebook and you can find tons of groups of people mm-hmm. of looking for other people to role play. The internet and the virtual tabletops have made it easy. You know, back in the day when you were when you were gaming, you had to go down to the hobby store if your friends weren't role playing and look at people who posted up sides with the little tear things off with a phone number trying to put together groups. Well, now people can connect all over the place. Meetups, go on to meetup. There's absolutely a ton of role playing stuff on meetups, and specific for your towns. I found. Well, there's D and D too. You just got to know how to type in the right stuff. So that's all right. I can. Yeah, I actually one of my issues is I cannot physically type the the characters D ampersand D. Yeah, it's the ampersand that throws you off. Throws that it off. I just yeah, keep I just keep typing dad and then I get a whole other type of meetup. That's true. You might see me on one of those. <laughs> <laughs> just say it. So anyway, there's a lot of different games you can play, a lot of different ways you can play it. Mm-hmm. Or you can just sit back and watch us play two different types of rule sets, Dungeons and Dragons 5e on Tuesday nights here on Wicked Studios LLC uh, Twitch channel. Um, and also on the YouTube slash Mr. Adam PL um, channel, as well as on Wednesday nights, also at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, Tales of a Savage Land, a Savage World RPG system. That's true. Very true. And we've got other things in the mix. I can't say it right now, but there's uh, two other possible oh. games going to be coming. Yeah. Not saying anything else right now. <laughs> All right. Because no I don't want to be a liar. No one's watching this with me anyway. All right, for Will DM, I am Adam, and we will see you at the hobby store virtually. Mm. Shut up, nerd. <laughs>